It's Bulbacast time, everybody. Hello and welcome. Today with me, I have Luna. Hi! Uh, we have uh, SSJUP81. Jupe. Like Jupe? I'm, I'm sure I'm mispronounced, mispronouncing all you guys' names. It's Super Saiyan Jupe81. Okay. Okay. I'll, make sure, I'll remember that. Uh, and we also have Yoshi-san. Of course. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so our first topic today um, is the most recent anime episode in Japan. So, uh, can you guys run that down for me? Well, it starts off with Silent and Ash and Iris going off to the subway, the, su- uh, the subway in the Masa City, and pretty much they're doing they're doing like a kind of contest thing where and Silent like you have to get you have to get you have to get stamps on a card. You have to get. You have to go around to a diff- bunch of different stations, about sixty of them, and you have to take a little stamp, stamp your card, and whoever has, you know, the full stamp will get to fight the twins, the subway masters. So Silent's all like, "I'm gonna do this," and Ash and Iris are. I don't. I'm. I'm not. They go off and do a whole bunch of the other stuff that you actually see around in Basa. They go around to the big stadium, the little court. They go see the musical where Ash and Oshawott actually get up on stage and stuff like that. And in the midst of their adventure, they actually find this lost Kibigo. This little cute little Kibigo with, with a pink bow on her tail. And she's lost, trying to find a tra- trainer. But it's Silent who finds her trainer wandering around the subway looking for her. Uh, Kibigo as um, he's doing the stamping contest. So he's like, I'm going to help you. And in the meantime, Ash and Iris are looking for the trainer and stuff like that. You want to continue, Yoshi? Basically, hijinks ensue that though one scene um, I, um, the, the missing trainer Kibigo confuses another trainer as a trainer and it caused the hijinks caused the the group to get kicked out of the train and um more hijinks happen and it ends up um they find the trainer and they find dent and but unfortunately since dent was so busy Helping the trainer, he didn't finish completing his card and thought he couldn't battle them. But the sub, the submade masters, they decided to let him and Ash battle because they helped out a trainer with his her lost Kimigo. Well, actually, so, I think. Uh, the, oh, sorry, the introduction. Um, actually, the trainer Irina actually had the um the last stamp that he needed, and I think it was kind of like, we'll let you do it. We'll just slide in. I think. Oh. Uh, oh. Okay. So the battle starts, and Dent decides to use um, Yanap or Pan Sage, while Ash decides to use um, Pokabu or Tepig. Um, but they um the battle is slightly one-sided to the twins until Dent decides to use the the train's environment to help out. And they get the upper hand, but is defeated, but nevertheless defeated by the twins near the end. Then afterwards, the uh, Ash, Iris, Salon, and the the girl, the lost Cuba girl, decide to take ride the Ferris wheel at the end of the episode. It's all very romantic and adorable. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what'd you guys think of the episode? Was it good? Was it bad? I mean, was the misleading title kind of annoying? I mean, yes, it was. The misleading title, like, all we thought was going to focus on the battle between um, the Tubble Masters and Ash and Dench, but it was, it was bar- the battle barely happened throughout the episode. It was more focused on this lost Kibigo plot, which was cute, was somewhat entertaining, but it's, we wasn't, we wasn't expecting it, and it was, it, it was, no. I don't know. I thought it, I thought if the plot, the the actual fight kind of lasted for maybe about you know five minutes or so like that. Five, okay, maybe about five, somewhere between five and ten minutes. So the majority of the episode was pretty much based on finding the like reuniting the trainer and the Pokemon. So as an episode, like if if you consider those two parts separately, it was like 
the the side plot was actually well not the not the side plot but the main chunk of the episode was actually pretty good for you know an ordinary episode but if you're gonna throw if you're going to throw in the fact that you're going okay we're gonna battle the twins at the end but if but if you call it, the title was exceedingly misleading because it really wasn't a fight it, it was severely it was severely one sided even though uh pan sage and tepig gotting some good shocks against um was it electros electros Elect- and chandelure chandelure right they i mean you're going up against you know power really? like you know power shots there's a term i'm looking for but i can't remember but um <laughs> Powerhouses, there we go. Yeah. And you're you're obviously obviously yeah, I mean you can have a in the anime you can have a like a lower level, you know, lower evolved thing kick the snot out of, you know, something that's, you know, fully evolved. But at the same time, it just seemed it seemed more like an exhibition match if anything. because it really even though it seemed like Pan Sage was gonna pull out a win because all of a sudden he did all those you know, he started using the trains environment um it just seemed so it really wasn't a great battle it kind of really sucked well like the battle it was okay at best it was like i didn't it was it was okay i like how um there was some strategy involved with dent and ash but it was I didn't expect them to win anyway because you know usually in the anime they have oh elite four battles and Ash will battle them and you know he's gonna lose so I it was fully expected like that since they're the subway twins. Yeah, I mean like they they're pretty much the um, the answer to the uh, battle tower pretty much so yeah obviously as you know Palmer was never defeated and it's all that stuff like that but um, it just. Even though they never, they weren't going to win. It just seemed like if they're going to, if, I don't That's know. Right. I, I'm not sure that the sub that the um, that their adventures with the subway is actually totally over. Because um, because if you think about it, they still have to get the fall. Um, Arbor, Arbor, Arbor. Oh man, I'm forgetting the name of the town now. The um, that one town, Arborville, Arborfall. Arbor. Anvil Town. Anvil. Thank you, thank you. I'm thinking of Arborfall and Helen. Um, uh, didn't they? Didn't they reach? That. Did they? Um, because I, if I recall, I saw Dent um fangirling over the that big thing that's in that town with the trains and how it connects to everything. I don't, rem- I don't remember. I, I believe I they. Seen, I haven't seen like a few episodes. I missed. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe they did reach the town during the the Team Rocket plot, but um, right. it wasn't it wasn't as shown as like advertised as much. If uh, I recall correctly. Well, that's unfortunate. Okay, so maybe their adventures with the uh, subway is over, which would be very unfortunate because I do think the twins are a fan favorite with some, with like you know, in certain crowds. Yeah, they are, but I'm pretty sure they um they milk the twins as much as they can. Well, they de- well they definitely didn't make them you know one time characters. They showed up quite a few times, and I think that trying to put like giving them a little, like, you know, um, a little more fresh air to walk around in. It, it, def- it definitely shows that they're trying to do more with the characters. Yeah, that's what I like. What I also liked about this episode was the sightseeing parts with Ash and Iris. It was really cute. It was like, there was, I think, like, kids. It was, there was all the banter. They played tennis, which I really love because I really love tennis. Ash got hit in the face! <laughs> um, <laughs> apparently, Iris is a big fan of sports. Like she's a big fan of football. Which I actually, I like. I like that actually. I like yeah. the fact that she suddenly has like interest, and I like the fact that they did go to the big stadium in the middle court yeah. because yeah. I, I just think that I just wish that they actually got to see a game instead of just actually actively. I- yeah, like oh, we, there's a game, and then they skip over into the game ended and stuff. Uh, and then they decide to do like the date. <laughs> also, um, hey, they got ice cream. It's a date. Also, the <laughs> musical <laughs> part when Mijumaru just came out of nowhere, like oh my god, I love everything. I, uh, it seems more like 
Oh my god, I love this. I didn't like that they actually dragged Ash on stage to be part of the musical. Yeah, that I was... Did enjoy, I did enjoy Oshawa and Pikachu getting dressed up in the top hats and stuff like that. But otherwise, <laughs> it just seemed... Why the heck... This is, this is a Pokemon musical. There are no humans involved. Why did they stick <laughs> Ash on stage? Come on, it ruins the whole thing. I think I understand why, because in his mind, he probably is a Pokemon. I mean, there was an episode when he was a Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so why not? And, you know, Ash lost his mind years ago, so yeah, he thinks he's a Pokemon now. <laughs> you have um. solved the mystery of the universe. <laughs> there we go. Ash is a pokey. Let's move on! <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, the- like the episode is entertaining. I like when Imelga was mad that um, a Swatloon attacked the tr- trainers Kibigo and electrocuted everybody on the train. Yeah, that was that was good. <laughs> it seemed a little sudden, but I I did enjoy the fact that she went at somebody besides Ash, and you know it's like everybody gets electrocuted. Yeah. So I really hope they. Show that Emoga would use discharge in actual battles, not like in outside, because <laughs> oh, this is like the first time Emoga used discharge since she appeared in the when she start, first started to appear, like, and she didn't even use it in battle. Well, whatever, it's not that important actually. Okay, I have a question. Since you guys did see the episode with the subway battle, um, what would you have done to if to really improve the episode? Would you have like separated it, everything that they did in the city that you can do in Rhyme City, and then the subway battle, like a whole episode to itself, or would you have kept it together but just you know work the pacing out better? I think we probably would have. Sh- I, I I get the feeling that we might have that between um. Me and Yoshi, we would have shortened the um, the whole Kibigo and uh, Kibigo and Arena's plot, and actually yeah. extended the battle a little much because it seemed it seemed horribly rushed, especially something for something that was supposed to be a prize, I suppose. Yeah. And yeah, it seemed like okay, you got okay, so you guys are incredibly newbie, and you're never gonna take on the subways again because you kind of really suck. <laughs> or at least, well, at least you get that impression. It just seemed over way too quickly and because and because of the fact that the title is you know ash and silent versus the subway masters it's like come on give us more of a battle don't give us this farce well best wishes is known for having misleading titles <laughs> especially with the verses like i remember back um when cabernet first appeared it said oh it was duat versus duable but the majority <laughs> of battle was um, Pansage versus Sawbuck. Mm. Mm. So that's the most recent episode. Uh, but something interesting that I want to talk about about uh, best wishes um, is we talked about this a little bit last time. Uh, but the treatment of the video game characters in the anime—do uh, you like it? Do you hate it? I mean, is it neutral overall? Like, what do you guys think? For me, it's a bit more like. 50-50-ish, like, they're, like, really good portrayals, and then there's really bad, well, not really bad, but, like, I really don't like how they portrayed characters. Like, I really like how they made Dent from the, I really like how they made Dent from the video game to the, to the anime. He's, like, um, very sparkling. Flamboyant. Yeah, <laughs> fabulous. 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 Yes, fabulous. He's very fabulous. I love it. I do think that is an improvement as well. First, in my opinion, I think it is an improvement because I don't know because all the gym leaders, in my opinion, game wise, they're kind of flat. But you know, they got to think of something to make the characters interesting for an animated series or anything. So I, I actually, think it's an improvement, especially since we've had Brock, who became a stagnant character. They had to do something to, you know. Just make it interesting. Um, I actually disagree on like Silence treatment only because it just I mean, I don't mind the fact that they, they turned him into this pretty little sparkly Edward. But um <laughs> I actually I, I, I mind him being referred um compared to Edward. He's sparkly 
Edward Sparkles. It, 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 it's, it's, it's okay? Maybe oh. not. <laughs> but I, 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 I mean, they, they did try and give personality to some of the, um, Unova gym leaders. And, or at least it comes, it comes out more, most apparent, I think, in Silent's game character. Because he was not exactly, the Silent in the games was kind of, he was pretty much not very assertive. He seemed to be the leader of the triplets, but he seemed to always be kind. He kind of stuttered, and he was kind of, you know, not quite sure and on the quiet side. And I think that part, that the personality may not have survived very much in the anime, but I think that take that it seems like an extreme one eighty to make him this confident debonair kind of I can do everything for you character. <laughs> well, I do oh. have. I do have one problem with Dento's character. I hate the fact that he is into all of these things, but <laughs> we don't know much about him still. This is true. He has yeah. like he has a million and ten hobbies, and yeah, it seems kind of we're doing this. We're doing this because you know Brock didn't have anything, you know, except <laughs> pretty girls. So he's, he's gonna be our detective. He's gonna be our movie connoisseur. He's gonna know flavors and tastes and. And where he's he might not get mad all the time and patron of the arts kind of t- kind of yeah, thing. Much. Yeah, yeah. I actually afraid. think I actually feel that he does have a dark side. We just haven't fully explored it. I it's just really hope he has one. Getting to it. Well, yeah. There's right. that that scene where he was battling Cabernet. I think that's her name. Yeah. yeah. There's still this. There was there was the lightning, and this really dark scene, and maybe that was an allusion to that Burgundy. Um, like there, there was this. There's this theory, other than <laughs> the Shadow Triad theory, that he's like he, the dark side. Like he, um, the thing that Cabernet happened. People think that oh, she imagined it, but it was probably true anyway. Because the way he reacts to certain situations, like when Ash and um, Iris accidentally put leaves in his soup, he, <laughs> yes, he exploded. I love that. <laughs> um, he's not the. the- yeah, continue. Sorry. And then the way he, um, during the, the battle we see with Cabernet with him, he was all looking aggressive and all confident, and it's kind of disturbing with compared to what we see with him every day. Him being sweet and caring and kind, yeah. and it actually might, it, it, depending on how the third game comes out, obviously, it seems kind of like... But- they might actually, they're setting it up just in case that's yeah. true, but otherwise, it's like they're saying, oh, it could be someone's, it could be just his part of, it could be just his, either his character, or he secretly is, you know, Dark Ninja Boy. I think he secretly is, and there's also the episode before the subway battle one, I remember he first got to the station, and he was all like, uh, you know, uh, Ash and Iris were a lot, like, you know, asking questions, he had this dark look on his face where he turned to him. Yeah. I took a screenshot. I mean, I just loved it. <laughs> so, aside from, aside from, oh. obviously fabulous. Um, what what do you guys think of like Iris or Belle, or any of the other characters that have? Uh... In my opinion, I think Belle is being portrayed very closely to her game personality. You know, she's kind of clumsy. You know, she wants to bat. You know, go out on her own adventure, just like the game. So, I think they're doing a good job with her and with Iris. I think with her, I like how she's being portrayed. I mean, it's like they just added more to the character to make her more interesting because she really didn't get to do much game wise. No, she just kind of. St- it was like. It was pretty much Shaga and a sidekick. Yeah. yeah. Except, well, obviously, except for that time in Castelia where she was all. You know, she and Belle had done the whole. You know, bonding thing in five minutes, and you know <laughs> they they hit it off pretty well. And it seemed like Iris was, you know. Uh, Bianca's, you know, cat- catalyst into. I want to be stronger. I want to be. I want to be the best that I can be and do all this good stuff that you and Sharon are doing. And but um, uh-huh. yeah. uh, it it just seems like Belle isn't. Um, Bianca isn't getting that treatment in the series just yet. Be- I have to respect respectfully disagree about Belle with y'all. I I don't know. In the beginning, I did like how she was. But later on, she's becoming more like basically Barry, but a girl. And it's, I don't know, it's 
the way they're writing her as a like she doesn't take anything seriously. Like she kind of always was like very. Um, she, she always had that kind of um, you know kind of ditzy out there personality. Yeah, but the yeah. difference is like he like she was all ditzy and stuff, but I like I don't know. It wasn't as defined as from in the game, like Barry was. But in the animated, basically, like oh, basically she's made her basically the female Barry, and it's like it's it's endearing for a while. But when you see like during certain episodes, like the Dawn tournament, it gets really grating really fast. And it's um the whole part when she battled in the Dawn tournament, she battled like two seconds, and then all the rest of the arc she's just chasing after Zoloa and being uh being very not nice is Luke ignoring him saying that oh Zoloa doesn't want to go with you but just ignoring him about that I don't know it's like that made me turn me off on about Belle and when the episode with um her father telling her to come back home and stuff the way, like, at the end when she ran off after she's, her father said she could continue, uh, kind of turned me off there, too. Because after this whole bonding moment they had with Ash and Salon and Iris, she just suddenly, oh, I'm running off. I don't know. Like, I I don't know. It's That turned me off from her character. In my opinion. For me, uh, the how they treat Belle, I don't... I mean, she is kind of a facsimile of Barry, I will give you that. Um, but, I mean, in the games, she... I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm neutral, because on one hand, it's a, it's a dynamic personality, and it works well, but it, it, on the other hand, uh, you know, in-game, she's only really clumsy, not so much ditzy. Yeah. Um, and they kind of extrapolate her clumsiness to her personality and that kind of bugs me a bit so um on iris um i kind of got the same it's it feels it feel i mean maybe it's because i started watching the anime before i played the game um but 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 when i got to iris in the game it felt like the iris in the anime so i'm not i'm pretty happy with, with that yeah, like, I really like how Iris is portrayed in the anime. Like, though in the games, it's not as much because we don't get to see her as, as often and stuff. We, don't really, she, we really don't get to see into her personality. Yeah. But I, from what I can tell, she's very Genki girl, just like in the, well, Genki girl, and that's how she is in the anime. Like, some people don't like her personality because she's like, sort of rude and snarky, but that's what I like. I find it endearing, actually. Yes, but I agree. It's, um... Like, I really... I'm, like, sarcastic, deadpan, stalker-type characters, and it's, I find them interesting. That's why I sort of like Iris. But though, I admittedly, I really liked Iris when she... When she had... When I first heard her voice during the preview clip of Best Wishes last year but bias aside I really like Iris I like her too I'll say I really like her too mainly for the same thing that um, Yoshi just said Um, I like her because I like her humor I like her ironic humor and I think that's a good trait they added to her which you couldn't get from the game Exactly. I like how she. I like how she goes around and say, "Well, you're being like a, you're acting like a kid when she's acting like one herself." I mean, I love that. It was like irony, and I love ironic humor. Me too. Like some people complain, like, "Oh, she's being a hypocrite. This is not endearing. I don't connect with her at all." But it's like this. this she's like she's acting just like what ten year old girls would be acting like right now. So, I don't know about you, but um, she's basically acting like a kid and I don't mind that at all like even though personally I don't like children but she's she, um she's acting like what kids would be acting like at her age now nowadays which is sort of refreshing what do you guys think show? about uh the other gym leaders they show 
in the anime, aside from Iris and uh, and Silent. Well, if you t- um, well, if you consider Lenora, she actually seems a lot like the same character because she is she's just very strong, even in the game. In the games and the anime, she's both like very strong, very head forward, very uh, I wear the pants in the family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally, but oh, you 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 wear the apron. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think they captured that, and it seems in in and in Berg's case, it seems a little bit hard to capture. Um, I think. They probably got him more or less since even you don't really get a clear read on him in the uh, games, so you really only have the anime to have like to have some sort of insight to what he might be like. More fabulous than Dent. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's, he seemed kind of um. Can, can I say that he was on drugs? <laughs> can I, can yeah, I say that it seemed like he was? You can, yeah. Which okay, yeah, it did kind of seem that he he was um. He was tripping. He was tripping on something, and it wasn't life. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my opinion, for Artie, um, well, I just like the fact that for Japan, they were just making puns with him, with his dialogue, his dialogue, the way he acted, and everything. Because he's nothing but a tuxedo mask. I mean, I love yeah. that. That was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it was really creative. There. His voice actor in Japan played Tuxedo Mask in Sailor Moon, and that I literally fanboy girl thing over that. I know, fans. I did too. Especially when I was listening to the dialogue and I was catching some of the stuff. That oh my gosh, yes, this is Tuxedo Mask talk here. And when he said um, farewell at the end, oh my goodness. <laughs> Let's see, other Jim Lee was a Kamitsude. Um, her. I love how fabulous she is, but the thing is, I don't remember her being that, you know, outgoing and out oh, there she in wasn't. the game. She wasn't. She, wasn't. she was actually, very dull. She's very, actually, she's very awkward. Um, in I mean, she has, she's kind of blunt, and but she can't. Uh, she's incredibly blunt, as you see when she's talking to Bianca's father and saying, like, mm. you know. Let your girl do what you want to do and stuff like that. Yeah. And says what she wants to say, but she's also kind of got, even though she's blunt, she's kind of like, um, uh, I, I don't know the, char- the character archetype. Um, Sundere, Yendere, no. That's not even the right Ude? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure none of them are the ones I'm thinking of, but, um, she's, uh, kind of, there was this, there's this one, um, one TV show that goes on to say, uh, that's called the, uh, National Gym Choir or something like that, and it goes on to say it kind it kind of gives snippets into the gym leaders' lives, and one of them on her was where she um uh, uh they were breaking out a a letter from one of uh Alessa's fans and it said like she made a joke and I thought it was funny but no one laughed, and obviously they deduced that the the sender of the letter was her, <laughs> and that she was like I made this brilliant joke. But no one laughed. And no one thought it was funny. Cause, and they thought, like, yeah, try again. Cause <laughs> she's she's pretty, but it just seems kind of like so, no one takes her serious as a um, person. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, like, see her. Yeah, all hips and um, no pizzazz in the personality business. Um, yeah. Like, um, I don't know. I'm probably. I I don't know about you if I got that the vibe of her anime portrayal because it's like you know when she when her character design first appeared you know people have been comparing her to Lady Gaga I still I still call her Lady Gaga that's but, unfortunate oh, <laughs> it, it it's just perfect for her, really um but the anime p- portrayal of her um I think. I I don't know I don't know about you I I don't think I don't know if it's just me but I feel that they're trying to stem from Lady Gaga or something because the anime they also did a lot of references to um American actors like Leon from one of the episodes from with the Meowth being fired arc with that ripoff of Inception and one of the characters named was Leon and he. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio and stuff like that. So I was like, maybe they were stemming off of that since she's all outgoing and everywhere 
and spotlight, like attention grabbing. They might, they might have made her kind of outgoing because they didn't exactly want it to be one of those two-parter episodes. Because if she had actually been kind of, you know, remote and cool, it might not have been for... It, she might have been a little harder to get a um, a gym battle with. I don't know. So, um, so it just seemed like maybe if they made her poppy, the episode would go quicker. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. My thought. My, I thought. I thought. I don't know. Yeah, Kamisure was pretty awkward in the video games. Like, when she loses, she's just like, I, I don't know what to do. Um, mm-hmm. But in the in the anime, she, she's very charismatic. It's almost like antithetical to her video game self. So that kind of, that that did kind of bug me. Um. But. I did. I did. I did like the other gym leaders, though. They were, they were great. Um, so, so a, a couple quick things um, for video game news. Uh, we have uh, a couple announcements. Um, the first being that the Summer Deerling skin is now available. You can go get that uh, off of the global link. I think um, it's in Japan. No, it's for sure in Japan and America. I don't know. Um, if it's anywhere else, but you can go get a summerly deerling skin. Uh, and the other thing being that the, we have a worldwide update for Pokédex 3D, um, and you can you can get you get new features. You get uh, I think you do you get, you get new features. I think I think that's it. Uh, yeah, so just some just some new stuff that you guys should go check out, uh, and that's pretty that's pretty cool. Um, but something interesting that I want to talk about with relationship to the video games is uh, it's been it's been I mentioned last episode that it's been a, a year since uh, Pokemon Black and White came out, um, and that's a long time. So and it gives us like enough time to to look back at it and see what we thought. So what did what, what do you guys think of Black and White over the last year? Did you do you like the game? Now, now looking back at it, comparing it to the other games, do you dislike it? Are you neutral on it? What do you think? I really, really love black and white games. I really do. It's like every, it's like, it's a, basically a new experience. Like back, back to basics for everything. Um, I like how the sprites are now animated completely instead of just they move like once after you see them. Um, I really like the characters. The story is really great. The the gameplay is great. I have like nitpicks though, of course, but I in general I really like black and white. I really like how you can connect with other players via um um connect with the players even more than you you did in the fourth generation. The the use for infrared was really clever and really good and really convenient. Um and oh everything like every it's a really great game. So I do have some nitpicks like but let me let everyone else say their opinions before I get. Well, I love the games. I love the fact that it seems that this game actually seems like uh like how P- platinum was in uh in like in the way of storyline and stuff like that it seemed like they took whatever they put into platinum and they transposed it into how it was like as yoshi said um how like you know back to basics it was like put the story of platinum back into red blue and you actually have this kind of nice little package but obviously they had to extend on it and um it just seems like this it is a great it is a great game to what for what they've done they've made it easy for people and it's just this is a lot that's just absolutely amazing i mean i i have my nitpicks too uh you know black city and white forest being the big one probably the only one that i really have a problem with uh. but <laughs> yeah <laughs> ugh cuz damn it i, I want I don't want my forest and my city to just vanish. I don't want to have to... You, you shouldn't... These things should not be disappearing four days after you start the game. 
nobody should have to rush through these games just to get to the end, you know, to get the best, you know, the best city or the best forest. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, with Black City and White Forest, like, I don't know, I feel feel that Black for me personally, Black City would be better because I'm more into battling. But White Forest, it's a bit boring. Well, that's only it's only boring if you consider the fact, like, because you having Black City makes it harder for you to get at least um, 30, 34 different kinds of Pokemon that you can't get normally, or you won't be able to see normally. Having Having Black Forest means you have to definitely rely on somebody to trade you these things or hope to God that you have a DS and you have a previous and you have the previous games to trade these things over because otherwise you will not see them. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I'm more of a casual player, so I knew about that, but it didn't really bother me too much because personally, I just didn't care. Um, but game overall, I like it because the main thing that's going for me for Black and White is the the storyline. I love the story for it because it was dark. I like the whole cultish setup. I like In's character and how he was like mentally unstable. I mean, I love stuff like that. So for me, it, I like the character-driven story. I like the storyline. And see, that's what draws me into any kind of a game in general. And unfortunately, Generation 3 and Generation 4 didn't do that for me. And Black pretty much brought me back into the game. The game as a whole as a series. So it's like reintroducing me to the stuff that I like for first and second generation. Mm-hmm. And I think that was their goal with with black and white they wanted to bring back the old fans um that had left it worked with me big time Mm -hmm. uh for me black and white i i really loved everything before you beat alder i I loved everything before you beat alder because it was the the region is dynamic the 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 non-player characters are really really well done um especially enon gets us and that whole relationship was fantastic i have to say um you know the plot line was great as well um you know the i i the po- i love the pokemon i mean that's 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 a personal thing but the new pokemon are great um and overall it was really really good the thing that bugged me the most about black and white is the fact that after you beat alder there's nothing to do absolutely i mean unless you want to do the the battle uh the battle subway. There's not really much you can do after you beat uh, Alder. I have to agree with that. Like after the game, it's like there's not much to do. Like, um, there's not much stuff to do. Like, you can go. The only things you can do is like Battle Elite Four or Battle Cynthia. But other than that, like there should be like more stuff to do. Um, post storyline. Um, I, I don't know if that, that if they're trying either to to extend the life of Generation Four by you know after you you, you buy Gen Five, the games would go back to playing Gen Four, or or whether or not they're trying to um, you know get more interest for a potential third version. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what. They were going with it, going with that. Well, like you, I. Well, huh? you. Oh, sorry. You want to go first? Oh, you go. You can go. All right. I was going to say that usually the third game is is focuses more on the after, on the after party. Obviously, you know, beating Elder is part of the like you know the after game because by the time you do that, you've already beaten the storyline. You've already gotten through that bit. So everything else that ha- like, I think if they actually you know, if. If, I'm saying if, because you never know if they're not going to anymore. If they do bring out a third game, they probably will put a lot more post-game. Which doesn't, which also, you know, which includes more than just challenging Cynthia. Um, you know, exploring other towns and, you know, getting uh, Kyurem and stuff like that. And, 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 you know, re-challenging the Elite Four to finally get your, get your, um, chance at Alder, but... I think that they will put a little bit more post game. 
like my I have a few pet peeves like I mentioned before like though it's more like how the game is like I didn't like how some of the Pokemon that was advertised is available nearly near the end of the game like the Pokemon availability in the game is sort of bugs me like there's not much you can catch early in the game because because by the by the time you get into dirt the third gym you're more likely going to have a Yoteri or a Tranquil it's going to be the same Pokemon if you want to start over like it's always going to have the same Pokemon by the time you get to Cascala City um but it's I don't know it's that kind of bugs me like I like variety so when hopefully in the third game they'll add like more Pokemon in the, the routes like in Route 1, like more than um, Yotarian um, and Patrat in the first route. Well, doing that kind of breaks it. That's why they actually did the swarm things that in, diff- in you know, obviously, um, you know, there's a swarm on Route 1 and you'll get far. And Route 2 will get you Why Not. Route 3 will get you Volbeater, Illumise, depending on where, like which game you're doing it on. But um, they can actually go from level 30 to level 55 or something like that, depending. Mm. But they are um, pre-gen, pre-5-gen games and stuff like that. That is post-game, but um, I think that they're not going to... They're not going... In the third... In, they're good, they're go- I'm pretty sure in the third game, they are going to keep to the, they are going to keep to the Unova only until you beat the E4 kind of oh. thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought I I kind of like that, but like put like some Pokemon that Unova Pokemon that appears later earlier into the game. Like I remember, like, like what we- Akibago in the beginning. Well, not way into the beginning, but like I don't know, like. Not like he would go with something else. Like I remember that um, Puchiana from Ruby and Sapphire was only available in route the other like the earlier routes. And route one. Yeah, they wouldn't appear at any other routes, but in in Platinum, it, it like swarmed everywhere, and that, that's what I really liked because I really liked the Puchiana line, and it's like. I didn't want to catch like a level two one, and it'll be like rare to find too. So that's what I'm like sort of expecting, like some Pokemon to appear earlier or later in the game, or like um, like having um, Washington appear earlier, or the Vulture Pokemon Volbaby earlier, because I really like those, and you only get to catch that after you um reach. Um, the last city, mm-hmm. and people in white don't even get to see one. <laughs> that, that that kind of really sucked. The fact that in white, there you there is no way you can actually see either Vullaby or Mandibuzz at all in your game. So you have to rely on somebody to trade it to you to even mm-hmm. have a chance of like seeing it. So I think um, I think that they're that they really should kind of fix that. Yeah. In a way. Like have oh, a trainer. Have it. I have yeah. a quick question. Um, how did you guys feel about the actual gameplay for um, Black and White? Like maybe the battle, lo- like, you know, when you go out, uh, you know, do your battles, how did you feel like maybe, did you feel that it was maybe too difficult, too easy, you know, stuff like that? I really like the gameplay. Like, um, when I think... Like, Pokemon gameplay is relatively the same from Generation 4. Like, I like the fact that now, instead of having, like, you, there's a little bar saying, like, what the weather is, instead of just telling, reminding us every single turn. Um, yeah. Well, they do that anyway, don't they? Um, no, they do it once, and then you see, then you see that it's, like, oh, it's still raining until it says, oh, it's subsided, or it's stop raining or fade, the sun's faded away or something. Oh yeah, I have um sandstorm on my mind, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just wondering, because I don't know why, but to me, it seemed like the battles were a bit more challenging. Like, going up against the gym leaders and some of the trainers. 
Billy? I don't know if I just... Or is watch hog. I don't know if I'm just, if I'm just failing, but to me, I thought that it was more challenging compared to the previous generation. It didn't help that it was harder to level up. That too, oh. and I think that's the main problem that I had with the game. More, too. yeah, more, we need more trainers in the beginning, thank you. I we can't all just, like, grind up to level 20. Yeah, that's, that's why I felt that the it was more challenging because... You know, I had a hard time leveling my own Pokemon. Wow. I don't know. I'd have to disagree. I mean, for for me, uh, the Unoho is fairly easy compared to Hoenn and Sinnoh because usually I lose a lot to NPCs, but I actually went through all of Black and White without losing, and I thought that was kind of I thought I thought the gym leaders their curve wasn't sharp enough, really. Wow. Well, personally, for me. Like, I'm 50-50 on that. Like, the, the non-playable characters are not gym leaders. They're way too easy, in my opinion. Well, but certain gym leaders I had trouble with, especially, like, especially the, fir the first two. And, um, no, and, um, coming to today, because, um, the second gym was, like, their levels were, like, Five levels higher than mine when I started yeah. playing, and the and plus having a Herdier with takedown, like Herdier mm. has a really high attack, plus takedown with um, stab bonus. You'll mm. have trouble with that, and then with um, the the Watchhog with hypnosis, and you know how the game cheats, like every time a non-playable character use hypnosis it always it never it hits always mm -hmm. hits and when you use it it's like always misses it's well, sort of like it's sort of like one hit knockout moves you use them you miss they use a hit <laughs> yeah um well the one not well the knockout moves have a specific kind of calculation if they're higher in level than you or something like that they're gonna hit and if you're lower in level you're gonna miss i think i think that's how yeah. it goes anyway something like yeah. that like, one hit KOs only work on Pokemon that's on a low, lower level than yours. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! And there, there is a, and there, yeah, there is a calculation they do. It's also it, it only works on Pokemon with lower level than you, but it's also how much, how often it works is dependent upon how much, big, how what, how your level compared to theirs. Yeah. The bigger gap distance. Yeah. More likely it'll hit. Yeah. Oh okay. But like I was saying, um, the gym leaders are some of a challenge. The Elite Four, however, was now it's a it's a disappointment actually. Yes, yes, Elite Four was very very easy. That's what made me sad. I I mm -hmm. steamrolled right through them, and it was kind of. I mean, you expect that since you got like the whole basic. Yeah. You got the you you pretty those are like those are all those four are the ones that are gonna kill each other, because you know dark psychic fighting ghosts. They all have you know. They're all weak and stuff against you, and they don't have any. And if you don't have like the right things, it's all. But yeah, you go right through them, and and then it's Team Plasma, and then people either say like, "Oh my God, I I went through this with no problems," and like, "Oh my God, I died five times." Okay, but see, I personally had a lot of trouble with Team Plasma after the Elite Four. I actually did. I had to actually have the, a little ten-year-old girl help me beat them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had trouble with oh in was fine. It's oh he was what's his name it was all tough for me. Gets this? Gets Yes, thank you. Yeah, I, he was he was difficult for me. Oh that gets this was difficult. A lot difficult. I thought N was gonna be difficult, but he was he was okay. But Getsis was the one I had a lot of trouble with. Like I lost like three times against him. I don't know that, how Yes, yeah, same to you. I'm sorry, go ahead. Because that drew that, the dragon he has, Hydragon. Yes. Hydragon. That Hy thing was just like, if you don't have the right moves, that thing is going to outspeed you, outhit you, and just outflatten you. Yeah, like, <laughs> it'll, like it'll, knock yeah. Out, it'll knock out all my Pokemon by like one move except for like my starter and, and whatever. But uh, I had a lot of problems with him. Yeah, I did too. And like I said, I had to wait and let the little ten-year-old little girl, Hershey, traded one of her Pokemon to me. That was like level one hundred, so I could beat him. Okay? <laughs> I, said, 
I personally found it harder because I was looking for the right kind of, um, I, I was looking in my, uh, Reisharam. I was trying to find the right, um, what the hell, uh, personality, um, nature. <laughs> so <laughs> every time I found the right one, it's like, okay, we're going forward. No. No. Because <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no pause between the two and you'd think someone would but cut then again, some slack. But then again, if you lose, you'll still be able to have it. You'd be in your Pokemon Center. You can check there or whatever. I refuse yeah. to take that kind of insults. I don't. I reset. I do the same thing. <laughs> I do the same thing. If I'm losing, I'm resetting and starting over. Now, see, this, see that, this, is my, this is a pet peeve for me for the game. To me, like I said, I had trouble. It was challenges with some of the battlers. And to me, it just seemed like the uh, difficult level was like all over the place. Especially after you beat Plasma, it went from fifty. It went from like mid forties to like upper fifties, sixties, seventies, like sixties, seventies, and like I was like, "Are you serious?" Like that I, was that was the brilliant thing about it. That's like, yeah. oh my god, experience galore. We don't have to. We don't have to cry our eyes out. Of course, then you have the problem of I can't beat anything. <laughs> <laughs> like no, the um, what I do to level up easily is either doing the the tabune trick which is sometimes difficult because um the shaking grass thing isn't like random at times it never happens it takes like five ten minutes before the darn thing shows up then it's an emolga (laughs) (laughs) my brother was having a problem with that actually that's all he was running into oh no 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 like I had oh um this Shaking grass thing, I really liked from Gen 5, though I had trouble, like, because certain Pokemon's not available unless it's shaking grass, like Emolga, because I really love Emolga. It's really good. It's actually a electric Pikachu clone that's actually can use in-game that's really useful. And you can't find it because it's, like, has, like, a 10% appearance in the grass and every time you go to shaking grass is either tabune it's just tabune no tabune is good with the x exp but and also it's a pretty decent pokemon but i want emolga and the only way you can get it now if you trade a boulder to some hiker in route six i believe mm-hmm. but oh okay um so overall black and white's good yes yes yeah, yeah, it is. Like I said, it brought me back, and I'm kind of an old fan, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that wraps it up for Bulbacast today. Uh, a couple things before we leave. We still have the question of the week uh, up, which none of you have answered. So you should go answer that because I want I want to hear what you have to say. It's not just not just me and them. Um, the thing is, we have the Halloween party going on in 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 the forums. You should go check that out. Um, and then I'd like to give a huge shout out to uh, Parmely for recording and PPN Steve for editing. Uh, and without further ado, I'm Herstat and this is Bulbcast. Have a good one. Yay! Yay.